find the last line of that gospel a tinge frightening. You know, the prophets and kings wanted to see, but never did. Wanted to hear, but never did. All the people you would think who would hear God's voice, you would think it would be the prophets. And yet Jesus is reminding the disciples that even they have failed to hear and failed to see what God was doing in their midst. And so why I say it's a, it, 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 it fills me with a little tinge of fear is simply that how much of what God wants to say to me or God wants me to see am I failing to hear and see? Now, having said that and getting you all in a tizzy about it, um, I now want to take away the tizziness so that we don't have to sit, oh my God, what am I missing? What am I missing? What am I missing? What am I missing? But let's just be, uh, let's just choose to have open ears and open eyes and open hearts. Let's try and practice being more attentive to the things around us. I was having a look at the two animals there in front of me from my chair over there as the readings were going. Maybe I should have been listening more carefully to the readings, arguable. But I thought they're really quite realistic. I've been out on farms often enough and long enough in my life to know what a hide of an animal looks like. And that old cow or whatever it is over there, it looks quite realistic. And so I was noticing something that I haven't noticed before. And I think we can do that with a little more attentiveness to our surroundings. You know, it was great when the sun finally came out. Maybe we didn't need as big a blast as we got. But it was great when the sun came out and it gave a whole new perspective to everything. Instead of a dark grey world, there's this world that's lit up with the light of the sun. And you can see the flowers and the colour of the flowers better. You see the different hues of green. Everything sort of like moulds in, melds into one with the green. But when the sun comes up, it, 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 it bounces off the, the leaves of different trees in different ways. And you see that some leaves are a little bit furry, some are a little bit shiny, some are, oh, that's a lighter green than that one, and all those sorts of things. That's in the natural world. We see the beauty of creation. Even more so within the spirit. When we become attentive or learn the practice of being attentive in spirit, and that in a sense is what the bit behind me is all about, the Blessed Sacrament Chapel, it's learning to be attentive to, spirit, to the spirit in a particular place so that we can be or can have that same attentiveness of spirit wherever we might be and whatever we might be doing. One of the great gifts that the saints received, and perhaps it's there for us all, is being attentive to the Spirit of God in their lives, being able to recognise where Jesus is in the ministry to the, 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 the victims of the plague, in the ministry to the homeless, or in the ministry of of preaching the gospel or in the ministry of whatever it might be in which we are involved. 
it's learning to find. St. Catherine of Siena talks of that she has a sort of like a, a place in her heart. It's a metaphorical place in her heart where she is always attentive. She said, that's where I am always attentive to the Lord in my life. doesn't matter what I'm doing. And I was thinking, I wish I had something like that. There are times when I get there, but to be able to be attentive to the Lord all the time and not be distracted from what you're doing, now that's a gift. But I think it's a gift that God can give and develop within us all if we have a mind to attentiveness. Listening to our feelings, listening to our emotions, watching our reactions when we see something and say, oh, that wasn't what Jesus would have done in that situation. Or, you know, stopping before you react and saying, well, how would Jesus react? What is it that Jesus would say in this situation? And try and lean into those sorts of ways of acting. It means we have to slow down. Speed is the enemy of the work of the Spirit. Busyness is the enemy of the work of the Spirit. And yes, there are times when we need to be busy. Things pile up, we have to be busy. But as much as we can, attentiveness of heart, mind, spirit, soul, eyes, ears, will be aided by slowing our lives down a little Choosing the more important things to do and not rushing from one to the next to the next to the next to the next. And giving God that space. Advent is a time to make a conscious decision to slow down a little bit. It seems contradictory to the secular spirit of Advent, but that's probably a good thing. You know, the advertisements we're saying, have you done your Christmas cooking? Have you done your Christmas shopping? Have you done this? Have you done that? Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Drive you nuts. It's one good thing about not watching TV or listening to the radio. It doesn't get, to get at me like that. But it's a time to make that decision. Slow down a little, give God a little bit more room, and give him a little bit more attention. Just... Allow your mind to be drawn towards the scriptures, towards your faith, towards the things of God and let go a little more of the things of the world. And I think once we start to experience a greater attentiveness to what God is doing, it will build on itself and we will want more, desire more, do more and get more. Little by little, we develop these things. You lay a good foundation and it won't be shaken. If we try to rush it, you know, a wind will blow and it'll fall down. So let's pray for a deeper attentiveness of spirit that we will be able to hear, see and understand what God is doing in our lives.